0: Welcome to church, everybody. You can take your seats. Thank you so much. It's a great honor to be with you here and you online. We welcome you to church. Thank you, worship team. So some of you may know me, some of you may not, but my name is Brittany. Me and my husband are the location pastors of our central location down in the city I deeply love that place, and Stephen's speaking the word there today, but he'll be here next week. We all will actually, which will be exciting, I'm um, here joining you. So it's a great honor to be here. So I'm really praying, and I've been praying this week, that something I say today or something I don't say, but the Spirit would be speaking to you. I've been a part of this church for, since I was four years old. So that's been 26 years when my parents actually planted here in the city, and I've loved the local church ever since. My husband, um, Stephen, and I actually met at C3 Bible College in Sydney, Australia in 2009, where we served in multiple areas there in Sydney. Then once we got married, we moved to Tasmania, where he is from, and we served the local church there, and then we've been serving C3 Calgary ever since, and it's amazing. We love C3. We love the church. So over the summer here, we're, um, we're talking on our core beliefs at C3 Global. But our series here at C3 Calgary is what is truth, what we believe, and why it matters. We had the great honor last week of hearing from Pastor Finn when he was speaking on statement number nine, which was of salvation. Before that, Pastor Serena spoke on Jesus and his people, which was statement number two. And Pastor Bill from C3 North Calgary kicked us off with statement number one, which was the Trinity. Today, I get the great honor of speaking on statement number five. And if you want to know more of our statements, see our global website or there's handouts you can grab on the way out. But today, I'm tackling that we believe in the existence of an evil spiritual being known as the devil. Light topic, hey? Eh? I get the great honor of bringing you that today. The reality is, is yes, the devil, our enemy, is real. He hates us as Christ followers because we are created in God's image, that we're image barriers of the Most High. He hates the Christ people that come together in the church, his bride, he hates that our faith will make it through and that we have faith to make it through any situation that we may face. But here's the bigger and better reality. Is that we serve a God who is bigger, is more real, has overcome, and is triumphant and victorious. And he is real and he lives and he stomps on the head of the serpent, which is the enemy. Amen. Some of us here may actually not think the devil's real. Well, let me tell you, because in the Bible here, there's many scriptures. Here are just a few. 1 Peter 5.8, the devil prowls around like a roaring lion. John 10.10, the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. 2 Corinthians 11.14, Satan disguises himself. Ephesians 6.11, that we can stand against the schemes of the evil, one. Matthew 4.1, that Jesus was led into the wilderness, tempted by the devil. In Job, he was, he's a manipulator. In First Timothy, he seeks to trap, twist, and um, tempt us. In John 8, he is the, his nature is the lies. He's the father of lies. In James 4, 7, he, will, he says if we, he will flee when we resist him. These are just a few. But don't fear. Because we see there's a devil at work, and he roams around. But we know that God has overcome him throughout the scripture, and at the end, he actually holds the keys that lock him up. So we serve a victorious God. I don't know if you ever in the last few years have come across a stranger walking up to you, and they start talking to you, and they get really excited. They maybe give you a hug or a high five, and you're like... Who are you? I can only see half your face. And then they pull down their mask, and it's actually your mom or someone from school. You never know. It's, you only get to see part of their beautiful face, so it's hard to de- figure out who they are. Well, in 1 Peter 5, Peter is finishing up his letter here, reminding the Christians that there is an enemy. In the NIV, it says, Be alert and of sober mind. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like... That's a key word. A roaring lion looking for someone to devour. Verse number nine says, resist him standing firm in the faith. The amplified version says, be well balanced. Be vigilant and cautious at all times. For the enemy of yours, the devil roams around like a roaring, a lion roaring in fierce hunger, seeking someone to seize upon and devour. I don't know if you want another version here, if you're a message version person. (laughs) Keep a cool head. Stay alert. The devil is poised to pounce and would like nothing better than to catch you napping. Keep your guard up. Skip down a bit. So keep a firm grip on the faith. The suffering won't last forever. It won't be long before this generous God, whose great plans for us in Christ, eternal glorious plans they are, will have you put together on your feet for good. He gets the last word. Yes, he does. My point number one is wake up. Wake up and be alert. Wake up to the understanding that there is an enemy out there and he is real. Wake up to the understanding that he has plans to come against what God has plans for. Wake up to the fact that he's waiting for access. See, the devil, he will hide and he'll pretend to be something he is not. So let's wake up. The key word in this scripture was prowls around like a lion. Because the only other line referenced in the book, the Bible, that has power is the line of Judah, which is Jesus Christ himself. He is trying to imitate Jesus. Jesus is called the line of Judah who has triumphed. Jesus has triumphed over temptation and sin, over pain and suffering. Over, pe- over fear, over death, and over the devil himself. Our enemy, the devil, desires to devour us, to distract us, to bring disillusion to us, to drown us out, to damage our faith and our eyes of who we see Jesus to be. Since the enemy, Satan, the devil, can't touch a believer's soul, he seeks to weaken it and distract us, and cause us to fall away. But see, once we know the truth, and we're awakened to this, that the enemy is a liar and he's hiding, and he's pretending to be something he's not, we go to verse number nine. We resist him, standing firm in the faith. We resist him, and we keep our eyes awake and alert. We ask for discernment. In the word, it says, if you ask, it will be given to you. Do you want to be able to see where the enemy's at work? Ask about it. Ask the Lord to reveal that to you. Once we resist him, standing guard to his deceiving ways, we stand on our faith in Jesus Christ. We get ready and we stand. Right now, I have two um, sons and I'm teaching them how to catch a ball. It's very hard to teach a two-year-old to catch a ball. But what I say is I say, Okay, Coco, put your feet shoulder-width apart. Get down. Hands out. Be prepared. Something's coming, okay? So keep your eyes on, Mom. Be alert. I'm telling him to be ready and position himself. Because he, to be alert. This is what God has done in his word. He's told us to be alert and be on guard. Ephesians 6.10, the armor of God says, Finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can stand against the devil's schemes. He already knew we would be tempted. He's telling us to stand guard. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood. It's not against your mother-in-law or your best friend or any of that. But against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Number Verse 13. Therefore, he's telling us, put on the full armor of God. So that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground, and after you have done all, to stand. Stand firm then with the belt of truth buckled around your waist and the breastplate of righteousness in place and with your feet fitted in the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to all this, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish, you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation, the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. And pray in the spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With, the mind, with this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the Lord's people. Amen. Amen. Let's be alert, people. Let's wake up to the truth that there is an enemy out there. That he is prowling around. But we do not forget, though, that we serve a victorious and triumphant God that has overcome him, so we don't need to be scared or fear. Point number two take back. When we were at Bible camp growing up, there is this song that would go, I went to the enemy's camp and I took back what he said. Yeah, me, oh, I took back. And then go, He's under my feet. It's the best song ever. We should bring it back, Phoenix, you know? <laughs> Just jokes. Let's not, let's not. But that song is taking back today and every day. It's time for us to take back what the enemy has tried to steal from us. John 10.10, Jesus says here, the thief, the enemy, comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. I, Jesus, came that you may have life and have it abundantly. The enemy only comes to steal, kill, and destroy. See, the enemy has taken stuff in our lives that is not his. It's time for us to take it back and can claim it back. We have friends and family that have probably walked away from the faith. We need to pray for them and intercede that the enemy would get his grimy hands off of them and that the masks would be revealed and the Holy Spirit can intervene in their worlds. We need to pray for them. The thief in the dictionary states is a person who steals another person's property. They are not his property. They are not his property, especially by stealth, sly, with lies, and with doubt, and without using force or violence. The enemy is a liar. He's someone who takes what is not his. The enemy is a thief. Stephen and I were selling uh, my my phone a few years ago. Actually, probably was last year. And so we had this phone up. Someone contacted me on Marketplace. and was like, I'll give you full full value for it. um, If you can meet me somewhere. And I was like, okay. Then they started changing where they wanted to meet. And I'm like, okay, this is getting a bit weird. Then they said, oh, I don't want to e-transfer. Can I give you cash? And I'm like, oh, okay, sure, like whatever. Steve's like, no, Brett, we need the money. Let's do whatever it takes. Steve said, I'll go. So Steve got in the car and met these guys at a school. He took out the phone and he showed them the box. And before he knew it, one guy grabbed the cell phone, ran that way. The other guy grabbed the other one and ran the other way. It's the same with the enemy. He disguises himself as a good idea. But when the spirit prompted me, that would have been a good time to ask the Lord, wait a minute, don't know if this is a good idea. The enemy will steal what is not his, but if he has access to it, he'll snatch it. See, the phone wasn't the only thing these young men stole. They stole a few nights sleep. They stole trust in other people. They stole a heavy heart that I had to carry for a long time. But this is an illustration. Those guys are great guys, but the act was deceitful. They were thieves. But see, we serve a forgiving God. And it's taken me time to forgive them, but we have Because Jesus, being the greatest example of them all, told us, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing. We've all fallen short and, at one time or another, trusted the lies of the enemy. He may have said, You don't belong. He may have said, You're not good enough. He may have said, You need something else to do that or do this. The devil is a liar. He's trying to destroy and damage our relationship with our Heavenly Father and with our community. He's planting lies. Paul the Apostle says in 2 Corinthians eleven fourteen, 14, And it's no wonder, for Satan himself masquerades as an angel of light. I don't know if you've ever gone to a masquerade ball. I've always wanted to. But you wear those masks so no one can really see who you are. Or maybe it's been the past two years when someone's worn a mask and you're not really sure who they are. You only see a part of the person. But Jesus says, or it says in the scripture, your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a lion. He's not a lion. He's pretending to be bigger than he is. He has a mask on and he's trying to deceive God's people into thinking he has the right thing going on. While I was preparing this, I actually feel like there's probably a few people in this room. You're wearing a mask more to cover up what God has put on your life. You're hiding behind titles or statuses over jobs. And the Lord wants to take, or God wants to reveal our eyes to seeing these are masks. That you were created perfectly the way you are. And he loves you just the way you are, with no masks. Just the way you were created to be. So how do we take back? Sometimes this is with someone else, or it's by ourselves. But we expose the lies of the enemy. We recognize what he has taken. We pray and we forgive like the Lord said, Lord, forgive me my debts as I forgive my debtors. And then we ask the Holy Spirit to fill us. And we, put G- and we allow Jesus, the Lord, to put the return back in his hands. Number three, we stand firm. In verse 9 it said, resist him standing firm in the faith. To stand firm in the faith, you actually need to know your faith. You need to know who your faith is in. How big do you see your God? Do you go to him for the answers? It's our faith in Jesus that will resist and scare the devil. I don't know if you've seen Lord of the Rings or Jurassic Park or any of those shows with the big dragons in them. But I love it how John describes it in Revelations. And I saw an angel coming down out of heaven, having the keys to the abyss and holding in his hands a great chain. He sees the dragon, that ancient serpent who is the devil or Satan, and bound him for a thousand years. The Lord's already won the battle. You don't need to fear the devil, but you need to be aware he is out there. I can have the band back up. Our enemy, the devil, wants power. He wants authority in our lives. And he's pretending to be what he is not. The enemy has no jurisdiction over those of Jesus unless he is given it. So let's shut the mouth of the serpent. See, have you ever wondered in the beginning of the book with Eve in the garden? while she was dealing with having a bit of the apple or the fruit from the tree, if she would have asked God one more time, if she would have went to her creator and said, hey, do you think this is a good idea? Do you ever wonder like, what life would be like now if she would have asked God one more time? Sometimes a good idea isn't a God idea, but a good idea is finding out God's idea. So how do we stand firm? We get into the word, and we know our faith. Because you only can stand on something that's secure and sturdy. We take time to listen and know his voice. You only know someone's voice when you spend time with them. You take time to pray and to be still and know that God has it under control. Because it's a moment in his presence that can drown out the lies of the enemies. If we take the time. We have an enemy, people. He is real. But so is our God. Yes. The Bible says it so many times. I'm going to just share a few, though, what the Bible says. Deuteronomy, the Lord will cause your enemies who rise against you to be defeated before you. In Isaiah, it says, no weapon formed against you will prosper. Deuteronomy says again, be strong and courageous. He will not leave you or forsake you. Psalms 91, no harm will overtake you. No disaster will come near your tent. For he will command his angels concerning you to guard you in all your ways. They will lift you up in their hands so that you will not strike your foot against the stone. You will tread on the lion, the cobra, and the serpent. Psalms 23. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For you are with me, your rod and your staff. They comfort me. Today I want us to understand we have an enemy. And he's coming against anything that God has his plans has his plans on why because he knows when we have christ and we follow the calling and the purpose god's put in our lives that we are powerful that we can win people for jesus that we can take back what the enemy has stolen because we know the conqueror we know the one who has overcome the world James 4, 7, so humble yourselves before God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Let's learn to humble ourselves. Because maybe when we're able to ask him one more time about a good idea, maybe he can reveal masks on a situation. So let's wake up to the fact there is an enemy and he prowls around like a lion. Let's take back with prayer and interceding that he may have whatever the enemy has his hands on. And let's stand firm in our faith because greater and bigger is he who is in me than he who is in the world. If you want to bow your heads, we're going to pray. Thank you, Jesus. Today, if you're in a spiritual battle, I want to pray for you. Because I understand there is an enemy. But I understand that my God is bigger. That no enemy has any chance against my God. So if you're going through a spiritual battle in this room today. I would just ask if you want to stand in your seat. And I just want to pray for you. I want to pray for your family and the people around you thank you Jesus Heavenly Father yes God. thank you Jesus you're moving in this place no weapon formed against us will prosper Jesus thank you God Heavenly Father right now with everyone standing in this place God that may be coming up against a spiritual battle or in one right now I thank you Jesus you have overcome I thank you, Jesus, you are bigger than their circumstance they may face, God. I thank you, Heavenly Father, that you have overcome, that you are triumphant, you are victorious. Heavenly Father, I thank you, you have equipped them and you are equipping them right now in their seats that they can take on whatever they may face. Heavenly Father, I thank you for the faith to arise in your people today, Lord God. Lord God, help give them a vision of the hope and the future you've given in front of them, God, that they can tackle anything that may come their way. Jesus, we trust in you. We put our faith in you and you alone, God. I thank you, Jesus, that you are overcome their situation, that no spiritual battle will be a battle because you are on their side and you are fighting for them, God. And it's in your heavenly name we pray amen if everyone else wants to stand in this room right now we're going to go into a time of worship right now and I know in my personal world that worship is the biggest and the best warfare against the enemy that he doesn't want to hear your voice but our heavenly father wants to hear your voice We want to give glory to the Most High, the one who created us. The one who holds our future and our dreams in his hands. So as we go into this time of worship, I want you to sing out from the bottom of your soul. If you need to come to the altar and kneel here and lay it at his feet, do so. We'll have a prayer team at the end of the service as well as myself that would love to pray for you. But after worship, Pastor Lauren will get back up. But I just want you to be able to sing it out right now. Don't let anything hold you back. Thanks for listening. To hear more messages like this one, make sure to subscribe to our podcast and check out our C3 Calgary live stream on YouTube. If this message resonated with you and you'd like to give to our church, you can do so on our website at myc3church.ca. See you next week.